0: it's happened. I've read a Babysitter's Club Goosebumps or Fear Street book once a week. I make my notes on each page and I flag any passages that I find particularly quote-worthy. I finally sit down at my computer and start writing a review. I usually have some topic from my childhood that I want to ruminate on using the book I just read, but it's finally happened. I read The Mind Reader a few weeks ago. When I sat down to write this, I realized that the only thing I could remember about the book is that the title is misleading. What happened? How can I equate this to my childhood? Who are the characters? Does anyone get killed? Maybe my notes in the margins will help me. Clearly, we're going to rediscover this one together. Why can't I remember what happened in this one? This is rereading my childhood, Fear Street, The Mind Reader. Ellie is the new kid in town and has visions of the future premonitions. Also, she has a best friend named Sarah, and there is a new boy named Brian. This is all in the first few pages. It's important to note that Ellie can't read minds. She just sees stuff. She can't jump Professor X style into anyone's head. The title is already a problem. Anyway, Ellie sees a hand buried in the forest. The police find the hand, but not before Ellie gets the opportunity to freak out a bunch and scream about hands beckoning her while the police search the forest. This is a Fear Street novel, after all, and we need some cliffhanger craziness. Sarah shows up at the crime scene. Her father is a policeman and, apparently, that means Sarah can wander wherever she wants. She can poke the bodies and stick her hand in blood and use it for finger painting. She doesn't do that in the book, but she saunters into an active crime scene with the impunity of a sitting Republican senator. Ellie finds a red piece of fabric, and Sarah faints. The next day, Sarah isn't at school and has some locker talk with a few side characters. They tell her that Sarah's older sister, Melinda, disappeared. Ellie comes to the conclusion that Melinda was the owner of the bones, as well as the red fabric, and she brought Ellie to the site. Ellie can talk to ghosts now, but she has yet to read a mind. "'At Ellie's part-time job at the library, Brian appears, and we witness their chemistry.' "'Yeah, I'm at Waynesbridge,' he followed her down the aisle. "'You know, the community college.' "'Oh, I didn't know Waynesbridge had a college,' Ellie replied. "'My dad and I just moved to Shadyside.' "'I know.' Her smile faded. "'This is where the book should be,' he said. Reaching past her, Brian pointed to a shelf of books. "'How do you know?' "'Because they all have the same call number,' he replied.' "'No,' Ellie said. "'I mean, how did you know I was new in Shadyside?' A uh, doubt flickered in Brian's eyes. "'Because this is the first time I've seen you at the library,' he replied. "'And you look like the kind of girl who hangs out at the library a lot.' Ellie's eyes shot up. "'Huh? "'Is that supposed to be a compliment? "'What kind of girl hangs out at the library?' she demanded. "'Well,' he hesitated again. "'A girl who likes to read?' Ellie had to laugh at his embarrassed expression. Maybe Brian Tanner wasn't quite as smooth as he thought he was. The idea pleased her. What the fuck is wrong with these two? Why does she think this is charming? I guess that's what happens when you live in a small town. There are no opportunities for comparison. Anyway, Ellie gets a vision of a knife after their cool conversation. She also goes to Sarah's house and sees a skull in Sarah's window. Then Brian shouts at her from his car while she walks to the diner. There's a lot of semi-connected scenes interspersed between the cliffhangers featuring things that aren't really there and Ellie screaming for no reason. At the diner, Ellie meets up with Brian and they have another not at all charming conversation. Then Sarah's dad, the cop, shows up and Brian runs away. Later, Ellie talks to her father and we learn that a knife-wielding maniac killed Ellie's mother. During a shower scene, Ellie has another vision with a knife. That's the problem with having a character who sees things. Everything that can be scary isn't scary because you know that it's just a vision. Every time Ellie screams, she seems unnecessarily panicky. You want to shake her and say, Ellie, girl, you have visions, stop screaming. Any tension is destroyed. Ellie eventually connects with Sarah. The best friend character has been reclusive because the body they found was Melinda's. Do you remember? The missing older sister? Well enough of that, Ellie's gotta ditch this downer. She has a date. Ellie and Brian go to a lake. They almost drowned, but they're saved by fishermen. Great date. He laughed. Not what I was going to say, in fact. I don't know what I was going to say. He gazed at her thoughtfully. You're different from the other girls I've dated. Oh, God. Anyone who has read my review of the Babysitter's Club No. 10, Logan Likes Marianne, knows how I feel about that statement. Oh, Ellie's heart quickened. She didn't really want to hear about the other girls he'd gone out with. Brian's expression turned serious. Yeah, you're a lot quieter. Most girls think they have to chatter constantly. And you're taller. Thanks, Ellie replied, rolling her eyes. What a compliment. Yeah, Ellie, what a compliment. Why are you hanging out with him? He should have just said that she's taller and that's it. Then I think he's kind of funny. Instead, it's bitches be talking. For reasons I don't understand, they kiss and it's gross. Not for them, I guess, but for me, the reader. Meanwhile, in the story that is surely not connected to Brian in any way, the police are looking for Melinda's boyfriend, Brett. They even have a picture of her boyfriend. In a shocking twist, Brett is Brian. At this point, Ellie becomes a police psychic. She brings Sarah's father to a hole in a tree. He tells her to wear gloves if she's looking for a murder weapon. You heard that right. He does not say... Uh, hey, 16-year-old girl, I'm the cop here, I'll retrieve the murder weapon from the hole. Instead, he says, if you're gonna stick your whole ass hand in there, don't get fingerprints on it. Police inactivity is the most realistic thing in this book. After Ellie pulls out the knife, she tells the cop about Brian slash Brett. Then Sarah pops out of the bushes like a garden snake, and then she skitters off as quickly as she appeared. There's some red herring behavior from Brian Brett. He gets arrested, but he escapes the police. Ellie learns that her mother was also a psychic who helped the police. Remember that knife-wielding maniac? She assisted in his capture. Sarah keeps freaking out and screaming, not being home, and showing up at crime scenes. Finally, Ellie keeps getting visions including being buried, gold, and more knives, each time sending her into conniptions. Turns out Melinda was planning to run off with Brett the night she disappeared. Sarah thinks that she drove her sister straight into Brett's arms after an argument between the sisters. Sarah and Ellie go to confront Brett. In the most American moment of the book, Sarah gets her father's, quote, extra gun. Sarah and Ellie go to the forest and find a gold button. Brett appears and asks to see the button. Sarah's father is also there. Finally, Sarah shoots someone. She shoots her dad. She figures out that he's the one who killed Melinda. "'It was an accident, Lieutenant Wilkins insisted. "'I didn't want Melinda to leave, to go away with him.' "'He glared up at Brett, disgust on his face. "'We fought. "'I didn't mean to shove her. "'She fell and hit her head. "'An accident. "'You have to believe me, Sarah. "'I loved her. "'I loved her more than anything.' "'Then he attacks Brett. "'Sarah shoots her father in the shoulder. "'Her father is taken into custody, "'and since he's a cop, "'he's probably out the next morning and fully acquitted. "'His daughter was somehow at fault. "'That's not in the novel.' but I think that's what happened. However, in the novel, he's taken away, Brett stops being Brian, and he and Ellie can live in peace. And Sarah's fine, I guess, even though her sister is still dead and her father is in jail, at least for one night. Also, Brett has visions. Well, not exactly. He can read minds, and he has some visions. Or Melinda sent him visions because he's a mind reader and the book is over. I don't know where to start with this one. I don't remember anything that happened in this book except the reveal that the titular mind reader was the annoying guy. And I read this two weeks ago. It's like Stein's publisher was all, Kids these days are into mind reading. Write me a book about mind reading. And then Stein wrote the whole book and 146 pages and he thought, oh shit, I was supposed to have a mind reader. I'll make it this bland guy and he could be a little weird sometimes. The books in the middle are the hardest to write about. There is nothing insane enough to remember. They're not surprisingly good, and they're not so bad I can complain about them for 3,000 words. The Mind Reader is, so far, the most skippable book in the Fear Street series. Here's to hoping the next one is better.